Again, I'm just doing my best to, to prep Trevor Lawrence for what's about to happen today. Who doesn't like the Stones, too, man? You got to you gotta love that, man. Tell you what. I have secured the bag. By bag, I mean a 12-pack of Bush Light. Too Dusty, the greatest football weekend. Listener Blair. Shout out, Blair, man. Thank you very much. I don't know if I blew your cover, but you're a real one today. I'll tell you that much. Appreciate the gesture, man. I'm going to pound all those today just for you. Maybe I should do one of those TikTok videos. Me after one, Bush Light. Me after 12. I wouldn't do it. By the way, we'll be on again tomorrow. Nine to noon. That's right. You get three straight days. Banger, banger, banger of the dust man. I normally don't call myself that, but it felt appropriate. Dustman, I'll be at the stadium in about 10 minutes. Sorry, I ain't got no beer for you today. Let's go Chiefs, Neil and Lone Jay. Hey, man, you have a great day too, Neil. Now, I'm not out here trying to tell people to buy me things. I just think it's really cool to mention that if somebody goes out and does a gesture for you, so I think that's great. And Neil, you bought me plenty of beers in my life, so you're off the hook. Our NFL coverage brought to you by Centric. Learn more at centric.com slash 610. You are tuned in to After Hours. Dusty Likens with you on a special Saturday rendition of the show. I'm no stranger to Saturdays. We used to always do Saturdays with Dusty Likens. If you remember those, the real ones who stuck around. And then Out of Bounds. If you're, if you're a real, real, real fan, you were around during Out of Bounds. So I appreciate everyone that's tagging along today. Again, Josh Klingler in about 10 minutes. I tease the break. Together, these two could get to the finish line, and it could be a successful one at that. I mean the offense and the defense. I don't mean Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Nothing needs to be said as to those. But the offense and the defense that this team can have if together at the same time, if they play together, they're just fine. I'm still playing the Stones. That's right. It's a one-man wrecking crew today. There's nobody in this studio but myself. To give you a peek behind the curtains. But this, one James Palmer on NFL Network talking to Jeff Chadia earlier this week about the growth of this defense. Jeff, you mentioned the growth specifically of the young players. I look at that secondary, right? That's one we've really had our eye on throughout the course of this season. You look away defensively, they played down these last five games. Eight turnovers forced in the last five games. The most number of passing yards over the last five games they've given up is 214. And that group really felt like they were hitting their stride in December when they could not just have trust in themselves, but started trusting the other players around them. It's a lot of new pieces. Justin Reed's kind of the veteran back there, but he comes over and it's a new system for him as well. So that whole group finding their groove down the stretch is something that has stood out to Steve Spagnuolo, something that stood out to Andy Reid as well, who just about an hour ago said, what I've learned most about that group is their angles are better in terms of what they're taking, Andrew, later in the season. Their hands are on footballs. They're understanding the speed of the game. Now those young players have to understand that the speed of the game takes another step in the postseason. That's what they need from their young secondary. Palmer nailing it on the head there. As you remember earlier in the year, Mitch Holtis, who joined a few shows and said, just wait. 
and this defense will collectively get better. Remember, they were very young. They were drafted this year, last year, by one Brett Veach who nails it again, right? So you look at everything that has been made on this defense. Carl Loftus, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, Leo Chanel, Brian Cook, Trent McDuffie, Juan Thornhill, Legereus Sneed, bring over a Justin Reed. Took a while for them to gel. But like last year, when you added all those pieces and they finally kind of gelled together, that defense went on a seven to eight game stretch where it was unstoppable. And in fact, in the last four games of the season, this defense, and I I understand who they played, but the NFL is the NFL. And this defense, as a unit, closed out three of the four games with its stars. Chris Jones, Nick Bolton, Chris Jones. Three of those final four games, those young men called game. Very similar to when Wade Davis was a closer for the Royals. And I know I've said that take many times this week, but it just happens to play. And in those final four games, this defensive unit only allowed a total of 17.7 points per game. In today's NFL, that's outstanding. In fact, if that would have held up all year, you're looking at a top 10 defense. And when you think about this defense being better and better week in and week out, yes, the one thing that does play that we have to be fair to because we've been giving T. Lawrence trouble all morning. T. Law, like J. Law, you know, arriving but not arrived. You know, once the second Mockingbird came out or whatever it was, Hunter's, or what is that? Hunter's game, mind game. Wasn't a big fan, but she, big fan of hers. But once that second one came out, notoriety. Trevor Lawrence, once you get to your second year of being in the playoffs, we'll, we'll see a different quarterback. Chris Jones, zero playoff sacks. Today's the day. But you pair that defense with an offense that some are calling this. Juggernaut's real powerful. Sure is. It feels like the kind of word or adjective that you can only apply to one team. And so you have to be very selective as to mm. how this goes. I, I'm with Peter that I think I need to wait a week because there's going to be some self-elimination that happens in Buffalo this weekend that I think will allow me to know who is the juggernaut in the AFC. If the Chiefs slam the door on the Jaguars, a hot Jaguars team, they're going to really make their case for juggernaut. What I've really enjoyed in watching the Chiefs this year and making their case for being such a juggernaut team is their run game. I've kind of liked how Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco have come on. The two of them have this great chemistry on the sideline. Pacheco fumbled a ball early this season against Texans. Jarek McKinnon was right there to pick him up on the sideline. It's this young run game that, you know, we talk a lot about the passing game and Mahomes, but, like, Mahomes is able to be creative with those running backs, and they're young. Pacheco has come on. That, to me, is like a missing key that if they were to be the definitive juggernaut AFC team this season, I think a lot of it is going to have to do with how much the run game has come on. And again, I'm not here to advocate for a run game because people tend to do this all the time, that audio courtesy of Good Morning Football. My thing is, is that just keep using your guys the way that you used them because to be a juggernaut, which is a very... It's, it's not really a loose term. You don't really hear a lot of people considering your team a juggernaut. Um, to be that, you have three options to throw to as receivers slash tight ends. You have two options to hand the ball off or throw the ball to at running back. 
McKinnon can run it and catch it and run with it just as effectively both different times, different ways. Isaiah Pacheco, same thing. Not really a catcher, but he can run it, take tosses, and just be downhill all the way, hammer those legs through the defensive line and the linebackers. And if you've got that and your quarterback, who is your quarterback, is hitting guys, nine different guys, like he did in week 10 against the Jaguars, then yes, this team with this defense and that offense can get to the finish line together. The last time they played the Jags, five sacks. The Chargers last week, yes, they had four interceptions in one half. They had zero in the second. They had two sacks all game. Trevor Lawrence felt no pressure. Trevor Lawrence was able to feel comfortable. That can't happen today. And the last time the offense played together against the Jacksonville Jaguars with its defense, they got out to a 20-0 lead. Why? Because the defense was absolutely brutal to the opposing offense of the Jaguars. In fact, via Aaron Ladd of 41 Action News, Jacksonville's first six possessions against the Chiefs in Week 10 went as followed. Punt, 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 miss field goal, punt, punt. Trevor Lawrence, you cannot turn the ball over four times against this team. This team will make you burn for it. And if the Chiefs can get up 20 to nothing with this defense that has gelled, that has enough confidence in itself and enough endurance, talent, and a ceiling that has yet to be reached, you'd have to feel 20 to zero is pretty comfortable. The game is probably over. Because it was against Vegas, and it was against Seattle, and it was against Jacksonville in week 10. Don't turn that dial. Josh Klingler of the Chiefs Radio Network sideline reporter and Bob Fesco's co-host will join me next here on After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. 610 Sports Radio. No surprise here. Bruce Springsteen makes his appearance on this show. Uh, Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. View our inventory online at kcmetroford.com. This is After Hours with Dusty Liggins, but it's not really After Hours. It's kind of just in the hour. So I don't understand that reference. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars today, 3.30 live at Arrowhead, GHA Stadium, Arrowhead Field. I don't, I, I forget it, GHA Arrowhead. Um, our uh, sideline reporter and co-host of Fesco in the Morning, Josh Klingler, joins us now. Mr. Kling, how are you doing today? I just saw one Jag fan walk by in a sweatshirt, but I, he might have worked. He might work for the team. He might be doing social media in the parking lot. But but other than that, we're. I mean, I just entered the parking lot, okay. and it's uh, tents everywhere. Some smoke starting to rise. Um, from grills or get, from from like cigarellos? You, I, I will not. I will okay. not pass judgment. <laughs> <laughs> On a day like today, where the where there's a chill in the air, do whatever gets you warm. That's, that's true. Um, yeah, Kling. So last time these guys played, it was week 10. It was in Arrowhead. Completely different atmosphere, right? It was a noon game. It was sunny. It was nice. Uh, today, not so much the same. Today, you have weather expected at uh, the start of the game, carrying all the way through. You got to think advantage Chiefs and snow game guy? Yeah, I think so, right? I mean, you're talking about, I mean, granted, we're there at northern Florida. It's a lot of rain and stuff, but uh, temperatures and snow. Um, yeah, it's got to favor the, the Chiefs for sure. That game was was interesting because the Chiefs really controlled from start to finish. Um, that game never felt I- anything in doubt. It ended up being 10 points, but they got a late kind of garbage touchdown with about five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, that was a team that was trying to find its identity. 
uh, in terms of the, the Jaguars, and obviously they played much better football since. So um, I, I don't know how much you're going to be able to take from that game other than, you know, Jacksonville did try a, an onside kick right away. And so I think that they're going to try to pull out a whole bunch of stops today. I'm uh, really anticipating the Chiefs to put in some new wrinkles, especially offensively. Uh, I don't know that they need to be doing a lot of wild stuff in the special teams, right? We all want them just to kind of play safe there. But I would be surprised there's not a few wrinkles offensively. We had a couple of weeks to uh, to throw some plays in the playbook. And, and obviously, the when the guys get creative, it doesn't take long for them to develop something. And then obviously Andy Reid can go to the big, uh, you know, the big file folder wherever that's at and pull some stuff out. So uh, expect I would expect to see some plays offensively today we either haven't seen for a while or at all. Yeah. So hopefully some more snow globe or ring around the rosy or whatever they want to call yeah. that thing. That'd be kind of well. Then I don't know. Who knows? Maybe that 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 sour guy for Denver might get really ticked off again. <laughs> I still, Even better. Yeah. I still can't get over how he was like. I'm just going to go out there and say this it really. It really ticked me off. Like he thought he was gonna like drop an F bomb or like a you know an SOB type of word. He just and just ticked off is what it was. What or freaking mad is I think what he said. But uh, Kling, it's great that he's he's waking up still every day since the end of the season. And he said he's gonna you know think about being the Chiefs every day. I'm like man, that's a lot of a lot of wasted energy, pal. But go for it. Yeah. What do they call that? Rent free? Is that the, the is yeah, that the right yeah. time to use that? Definitely. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I think. I don't know if he knew what he was doing, but I, I listened to you and Bob this week about how you guys took this approach of what he said about the stadium and the stands and the fans. Um, right. Like Doug Peterson's got to like kind of pull him to the side after he said that it got, it, it blew up like it always does and say, Oh boy, like you're in for a new tree. You have to think that these fans are going to be shirtless, painted chest, drinking beer out of boots and stuff like that. And just really letting him have it today. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, granted we all might've, I don't know, stopped his soundbite a little bit early. Uh, I, I know what he was trying to do, but, um, you know, I think he used it as motivation. So, yeah, I think the stadium's going to have an extra notch when they're, uh, when they're on offense today and then really let him, let him hear it. And obviously he didn't expect – you mentioned that first game too. It was, it was kind of a weird dynamic as well. It was the first noon game. Um, I don't – you know, coming off the early part of the schedule, that was really tough. I, I don't know that the place was completely amped like it normally is. So he didn't get to experience that the first go around either. So it's going to be vastly different today with the, uh, with the playoff atmosphere for sure. But yeah, I don't understand why, uh, why anybody pokes the bear like that. Just, just keep your mouth shut, praise your fans, uh, praise the, uh, the chiefs fans in the stadium. Talk about how intimidating, just leave it at that. You know what I mean? Like don't add any extra fuel. We know how the, uh, the chiefs love to, to pour it on. If you do. I just like the line, keep your mouth shut. That seems very fatherish of you. Yeah, it seems, yeah. yeah. It's just, just keep your head down, do your thing. And yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. I'm tired of telling other teams what to do. I'm tired of being other teams' dads. That's yeah. what well, it is. Like, <laughs> sometimes you got to let others raise theirs, right? You don't want to get there. You just got to figure it out. It's like, touch the stove. Okay. It's hot. Okay, touch it. You burned yourself. That's your fault. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so the last time they played, Mahomes hit nine different targets uh, in this game. Travis Kelsey led the way. Uh, as the leading target getter, no shocker there. But this game kind of seems like maybe the same process. They went up 20 to zero. Uh, the one thing I will ask is you've got to think that Doug Peterson's going to do something cheeky, right? About trying mm-hmm. to get to Andy Reid. You know, he's out, you know, you're outmatched. And the way I used this the other day as an analogy is maybe you see this the same way is that if you know someone has you overmatched, right? Whether it's a, a basketball game or it's in on the golf course or wherever it may be, you know, you're outmatched. The best way to get into the side of somebody is, is head games. And I think you've got to think that that's coming today from Doug Peterson at some point, whether it's a fourth and five from the 50 yard line on their first drive, or whether it's a, who knows, an onside kick of some sort. 
yeah, uh, a fourth down in their own territory, a fake punt. I think I think the special teams have to be on guard all day, and I think they will um, for any you know any type of key that shows they're going to go for something. But also, yeah, they they're going to have to be aggressive on fourth downs, and and I think they they know they're going to have to score points today. And so, not that you play like panicked and completely out of yourself, but also you know Doug Peterson is a guy that will. Um, will gamble, and we've seen that. So in, his, in both of his coaching head coaching stops, and so you know, I think that that's not completely out of their nature either. It's not like a panic thing where hey, we got to go for some stuff. I think he's generally um, aggressive, and so I think we'll probably see that on display today. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily want to match wits, but they're going to need weird stuff to happen. I think the Chiefs are a better team, top to bottom, and so they're going to need to create turnovers. They're going to need to get extra possessions, all those types of things, and so. Yeah, I think uh, if, if the Chiefs go out and play a clean game, I think that this is, uh, you know, a, a relatively should be a relatively smooth sailing type of game. But you start turning the football over, you start giving them, you know, onside kicks or fake punts and falling for the, those things that, that create extra possessions, and you could find yourself in a dogfight. Kling, I want a prediction from the game today, Chiefs versus Jags, and I'm going to ask you a question about a game that is kind of important to both these two teams. Yeah, I was thinking uh, yesterday, kind of tail end of the show, I was thinking, I think, you know, I think the Chiefs are going to put up points today. I don't think they're going to give up a ton. I, I feel like I got 34-14, and hopefully we're not all on pins and needles in the fourth quarter. Also, who do you want to play next week? Do you want to have a home game, or do you want to go to Atlanta? Uh, I want the home game. I, I and, it, and it's not about even about the, the team matchups for me. It's It's firmly in the camp of I don't want the – I don't want the NFL liking the neutral site. And I don't like the fact that, you know, I love that, that, that people bought tickets and Chiefs fans are, are going to be represented and what have you if that game happens. And I, I just saw that, you know, the, the, the tweets yesterday, 50,000 tickets were sold and it's going to be a sellout, right? Yeah. Um, I, I just don't want the NFL going, oh, yeah, we could do this. Uh, people travel everywhere. I, I like these, these championship games in home stadiums. I would have been fine going to Buffalo. Um, I, I would rather play in a, in a home stadium than, than a neutral site. So from that perspective, uh, I'm rooting for the Bengals because I don't want to be playing a neutral stadium and opening the door to the NFL to say, hey, these things are great. I'm just really surprised you said you didn't want to go to Atlanta for Magic City Wings. But, hey, I digress. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'll, like you said, I'll put my head down, keep my mouth shut, and keep doing after hours. Kling, I appreciate, right. I appreciate the time, man. Have a good one. Stay warm. I'm sure you're, you're a pro at this, so you know what you're doing. But, hey, I thank you for joining the show, and, and take care out there, man. Yeah, let's get a dub today. That's right. Josh Klingler of Fesco in the morning and the Chiefs sideline reporter on the Chiefs radio network joining us there. Similar prediction to what I'm going to have at the end of the show, but like I have to say now, we go from Kling to Kelsey. That's that's not fair. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. in after our Saturday edition. we got 30 more minutes. Unfortunately, no more Chiefs talk, but fortunately for you, you get some time to pass throughout the day to get you to the game. You get K-State Wildcats coverage. Wyatt Thompson will hit your airwaves here in about 29 minutes. Unless I just completely take over and go, well, I can't do that. I'd get fired. Should I risk it? Should I risk getting fired? Take over K-State? Pro- I'm kidding. I won't do it. Spec. I promise. I won't do it. I won't take the money. I'll listen to Jack Anson. I'll tell me not to. 
I love this type of stuff from Twitter. JC Proctor got the show on surround sound on the app. Killing it with the Arrowhead mix. Cheers, Dustman. Cheers to you. Turn it off. Alright, that's not really an Arrowhead mix. That's just a Dustman mix that gets played about 10 o'clock at night after he's had about eight lattes. Thanks to Blair, by the way, who dropped that off for myself. I can't wait. Also, can't wait to continue to cover the playoffs for you here on 610 Sports Radio. And we can do that thanks to our friends at Centric.com. Our NFL playoff coverage is brought to you by Centric. Learn more at Centric.com slash 610. Um, big fan of the people today. Everybody's kind of showing out, you know, showing everything that you got. I love that. Happy to have you around for the show. 913 586 7610 was asked on the text line if I've got a parlay today. I've got a couple. I've got a KU parlay. They play at noon. Um, we'll get to those here right now for you because I got I to gotta promise you that. So my KU parlay is 19 and a half over for Jalen Wilson. Kansas money line. They're not losing two in a row. Uh, Grady Dick, two plus threes. You know he's going to be firing and hitting. He's back home. Uh, he had a terrible shooting, uh, uh, shooting session the other night against K-State. I think it was like one of nine. And then we go from there. Uh, we got over five and a half assists for Dwan Harris. He had nine with like seven minutes left to go. So there's the KU parlay. That's a plus 265. You bet 10 bucks. I got a free $10 bet I put on it. You win 26.50. You get half, you get a little bit more than half your money. You put that in the bank account and start betting on Sunday. Chiefs parlay today, though, five pick parlay. You ready for this one? Here you go, 816. Chiefs money line. Come on. Canarius Tony anytime touchdown. He scored twice, I believe, in the last two weeks of the season. Or at least he scored against Jacksonville and he scored again the last week of the season. Canarius Tony anytime over 294 and a half for Patrick Mahomes, over 44 and a half for Isaiah Pacheco, and over 40 yards receiving for Canarius Tony. The reason I do that is because I think the Tony one knocks out at the same time. I think Canarius Tony gets one of those Tyreek Hill plays today. You know, where he puts somebody on skates, gets behind him. You see the speed, the hands, and the touchdown. Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on it. But that's my Chiefs parlay today. Chiefs money line. Patrick Mahomes over 294 and a half. Kadarius Tony over 39 and a half. Anytime touchdown for Kadarius Tony. 44 and a half for Isaiah Pacheco rushing. Kling said it best, man. He thinks that there's going to be a lot of points. If there are a lot of points, that means we'll see a lot of Isaiah Pacheco, which means that should feel comfortable. Uh, to have as well. So um, one thing I want to talk about is, is greatness. We've talked about it with Andy Reid. We've talked about it with Travis Kelsey. We've talked about it with Patrick Mahomes, but, but I really want to zone in on Travis Kelsey because there's a lot of talk around, you know, neighborhoods, suburbs, cities, leagues that who is the best tight end of all time? Is it Tony Gonzalez? Is it Rob Gronkowski? Maybe. Is it Travis Kelsey? Possibly. Travis Kelsey only needs 99 yards receiving today to be the third most receiving yards in playoff history. Your list goes as followed as of right now. Jerry Rice, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, Michael Irvin, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey will 100% pass Michael Irvin. Travis Kelsey currently sits at 1,291 yards receiving in the playoffs. 
Michael Irvin sits at 1315. Rob Gronkowski sits at 1389. Travis Kelsey, 99 yards, will surpass Rob Gronkowski for third all-time. If Travis Kelsey, in fact, gets 100 yards receiving, he will then be tied for the most 100-yard games in playoff history with the greatest wide receiver of all time, Jerry Rice. These are names and these are numbers that don't go hidden in the dark. These are numbers that are just straight money. And when you think of names like Michael Irvin, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, Jerry Rice, and then you throw Travis Kelsey into that mix, and you say, yeah, 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 he doesn't have as many rings as Gronk. Gronk played fewer years than Kelsey. Okay, well, then let's take the playoffs. He's about to surpass Gronk. He'll be two rings behind Gronk. If he gets one this year, he's one. Call it a wash. And not only that, but with 100 yards today, he'll be sitting at 1391 just today. Which means there's a really good chance if he plays two more games, he's going to pass Julian Edelman, which means there's a really good chance he's going to have another chance at a 100-yard game, which means then He'll be the second most receiving receiving yards in NFL history's playoff scenario with yards receiving. And he'll have more 100-yard receiving games than Jerry Rice. Like, at the end of the day, when you put your head on your pillow and you think about this segment and you think, somebody put Jerry Rice and Travis Kelsey back-to-back in regards to the playoffs. That's disgusting. And again, if he has 99 receiving yards, he has the most receiving yards by a tight end in NFL playoff history. Travis Kelsey is definitely in a league of his own. And in fact, the last time he played the Jacksonville Jaguars, he was the leading wide receiver in that game as a tight end. He had six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. I would assume that you could probably add 10 to 20 yards to that number, two to three catches, and you're sitting at probably eight to nine for 100 and a touchdown. A lot of people's best bet this year was an anytime Travis Kelsey touchdown. That kind of burns you the last few weeks of the season. But I feel like there could be a coming out party. We always talk about your best superstars show up in the biggest moments. Travis Kelsey surely has a track record for that. You don't put Rob Gronkowski, Michael Irvin, Jerry Rice, Julian Edelman in the same category of a a conversation if he has not done that. And it's just crazy to think that with one more 100-yard receiving game in the NFL playoffs, Travis Kelsey would have eight 100-yard receiving games. And he'd then be tied with Jerry Rice for most in NFL history. In fact, the exact stat from Field Yates says, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey enters this postseason with seven career playoff games with at least 100 receiving yards. With one more such game, he'd tie Jerry Rice for the most in NFL history. The playoffs just get bigger, and these superstars on this Chiefs team, head coach, quarterback, tight end, just seemed to rise above it. And one thing that Travis Kelsey did that was so nice in that last game 
being the leading receiver with six for 81 and a touchdown, it made everybody else think. And with the arrival of Kadarius Toney in that game, it made everyone else go blank. It's a different level of hitting you in the face at this time of the season. You heard Shannon Sharp talk about it when it comes to the, the divisional round, to the AFC Championship round, to the Super Bowl. The intensity is, is obvious, right? Like the, the intensity grows. The real ones show up. And I trust guys like Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to show up to these games. Be the guy again. Because when Travis Kelsey is the guy, whether it's inside the 20, whether it's inside the 50, when he's on that level, it makes everyone else that much better. And when the Jacksonville defense, which is not great, it's not terrible, but it's not great. In fact, it's not good. It's just decent. And I'm not trying to sound like a homer or be biased. It's just the numbers that implicate what they are. 24th, 20th, 19th, 18th, you know, stuff like that. Middle to low mid-pack, right? They're the orange starburst of the pack. They're not red. They're definitely not pink. They're not yellow, but they're orange. It's the best comparison I can give their defense. Every once in a while, you, you, you get a surprise. Yeah, that was a good starburst. It was an orange one. And if Travis Kelsey can open up the rest of these weapons, then the Chiefs' offense is literally unstoppable. It was the best offense this year. It had nine different targets get catches in the last time they played the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it was all because the leader of the realm was Travis Kelsey leading the way. Because Travis Kelsey is one of those guys, when teams play them, they say, that guy's not beating us. Let someone else beat us, and I'm happy with it. Okay. Then it's going to be Kadarius Toney and Juju Smith-Schuster. You know what? We're not going to let Kadarius Toney get deep. All right, we're going to run Travis Kelsey underneath until you stop it. And the minute that you bite on that, you get a pump fake, you get the deep bomb to Kadarius Toney. Or maybe, like I'd mentioned earlier, today's one of those days where we get those magical moments from Patrick Mahomes. Today's one of those days that Patrick Mahomes does that play where you sit back, and even if you are a good Christian man, like you should be sometimes, you say, oh, blank. Carl, you don't speak like that. Well, when he does things like that, Janice, I have to say those words. Travis Kelsey can help with that. It's time for me to fly and give you a prediction, let you enjoy your best weekend of football season the entire year. Coming up next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Pretty cool that Brad Vich is joining the show as a promotion. Again, this playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Beast the burden, baby. Chiefs Jags, 3.30 today. You can hear coverage starting at noon on 106.5 The Wolf. Josh Klingler, sideline reporter, Dating Hughes of Players Only. Mitch Holtis, the voice of your life during this time of year. You think that guy's amped up? You think that guy, if he could, would go shirtless in the press box and, and, and do the game? I'd have to think so. Some guy that I know would do something shirtless is is Big T and Shawnee. Big T, take it away, man, in the final segment.
Yeah, hey, Dust, man. Thanks for taking my call. So last night I heard you talking about the Grateful Dead, and, uh, you know, there's a song, uh, Sugar Magnolia, but I like to call our coach, uh, defensive coach, Sugar Spagnolia. We're going to kick some ass and take some names today, baby. That's right. You know, they talk about Chris Jones hadn't had a playoff sack yet. Hey, even if he doesn't get one today, he's going to be so disruptive that the rest of those animals are just going to crush skulls. That's how important he is. You know, and our trigger man, let's just call him the MVP, baby. You know, we're the seasoned vets. We've been here before. I'd be shocked if the Chiefs lost it, lost today, man. You know, the MVP, he, he's so cool, calm, and collective. He's the trigger man. He's the king of sling. He's going to lead us to the AFC championship, baby. Um, and then Coach, Red, Coach Big Red. Uh, you give that guy two weeks. We all know his resume, man. You know, and I know that guy used to coach for us too, but we're, we're going to be ready. Like I said, you give this team two weeks, they're going to kick ass. They're going to take names. It's going to be 38-24. I wouldn't even be surprised they put a 41 spot on their asses. And as always, let's go cheese. Big T, the man, the myth, the legend. Dig it, man. Dig it. Uh, again, Chiefs, Jags, Trevor Lawrence coming into Arrowhead. Shouldn't be much louder than Jacksonville. At least that's what they're saying. I really hope you guys are out there today. I really hope you're out there loud and proud. I want shirtless. I want beer in one hand, middle finger in the other. I want total anarchy, but controlled, which is kind of a oxymoron there. Sorry. I want kickoff to happen. I want to hear the stones start me up. I want to see Randy with his right hand in the air full of a cold beer and in his left hand, middle finger, like he's Stone Cold Steve Austin from the Attitude Era. I want Trevor Lawrence to eat these words. It's in the NFL. I mean, obviously the environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of, if not the best in the NFL. I mean, I can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here on Saturday, honestly, but that was when we were on defense, not offense. So you, you, we played there earlier in the year, but this is a little bit different. You know, it's a playoff game, divisional round. The difference is, you know, you, you win and you keep going, you lose and you're done. So there's that there's that sense of urgency of just, I mean, I don't want to say it this way, but just the desperation of doing everything you can to win the game, and you feel that on both sides of the ball. And that's, it's that way in the regular season too, but it's just – another level just because everybody knows you know this is especially now we're in the divisional round we're getting deeper and deeper in this thing people know what's on the line and you just i mean guys just want to do whatever it takes to win yeah they do uh guys want to do whatever it takes to win trevor lawrence you have to do a lot to win today um i thought clean kind of said it best when he said i that they cut the audio off quick but i mean the tea leaves of the conversation were addressed and Shannon Sharp tried to give you a little bit of history. Me being in that division for 12 years is one of the loudest stadiums that I've ever played. It probably the loudest next to my damn. It has the, it's the loudest, the all-time loudest stadium. It had a, it had a decibel level of 142.2 in 2014 with 76, over 76,000 fans. No other sports arena has ever reached that high since. My rookie year when we played in Arrowhead. Okay. Take a look at this video, ladies and gentlemen. Denver inside the run. Elway is under center. Now he pulls away again, his hands on his hips. He looks back in court in the corner of the referee. Said, hey, what gives? And if they didn't, you threw a five-yard penalty on him. To help lower the crowd noise. Any further crowd noise problem will what? result in a charge timeout against Kansas City. Skip, can you imagine that now? No. If the crowd, be quiet so he can hear the... 
John couldn't hear the signal. And so that Coach Reeves told us, say, John, if you can't hear, just back out. Look at the official, and he's going to instruct the crowd to quiet down. Okay. I don't think they, they quieted they, they, down. They did, Skip. They did, because they didn't want to use the time, uh, a timeout, and then they were going to penalize them. Mm. But and then the next year, they said, nah, that's the whole purpose of having a home crowd, is that you shouldn't be able to hear. So that's how loud it's going to be. And here's the thing, Trevor. You know this. You played in a playoff game. There's a different level of intensity. Yep. There is no – the, there's the finality of it. The crowd knows it. The players know, know it. So the level of play rises. The crowd, the anticipation, they, it rises. So your job is to try to make sure that cry, crowd is quiet mm -hmm. by getting off to a fast start. The one thing you don't want is the crowd to get involved in the game and all of a sudden you get these pre-snap penalties. You don't want that. But I ain't got no problem with what he said. But now you got to go out there and back it up because now, Skip, the crowd is really like, okay, you think Jacksonville is just as loud as Arrowhead? Really? I'll say this. I think there's a lot of people that it's tough to hear Shannon Sharp be on your side, but he is. It's tough to hear Shannon Sharp say, hey, I like the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But it's time to let Shannon Sharp feel welcome to the kingdom. Let him come aboard. Because like we mentioned earlier, Trevor Lawrence, I believe, top five quarterback. Say what you will. Call it a hot take. Call it a, a stupid take. I don't care. I think he's a top five quarterback. I think he's arriving. I don't think he's arrived. But this game has all the juice. And when I say it has all the juice, I mean that it has the Chiefs coming off a of bye week, Andy Reid's record. Chiefs and Andy Reid facing a former assistant, Andy, Andy Reid's record. Patrick Mahomes has been tossing and turning for quite some time to get back to the playoffs. Today he does. Because of the way it ended last year. Patrick Mahomes knows he's a half and an offsides call away from playing in four consecutive Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes is 27 years old, the oldest quarterback in the entire AFC picture. But yet when he was 24, 25, 26, he accomplished way more than any of them all had ever done. You can combine them all. He's still done more. And then you sprinkle that little cherry on top to get the 12th man involved. You. The people, they get to go watch this game in a league where they are proofing it against your quarterback. Overtime rules change after Patrick Mahomes makes Josh Allen and the Bills go home after 13 seconds. The AFC Championship game now being played at a neutral site, if possible, if it's the Bills and the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes would have played in five consecutive AFC Championship games at home. It's not his fault he's that damn good. Arrowhead's going to be rocking today. The Chiefs are ready, I truly believe. You get past the Jags, we have a different tone next week. Like we've all said during the show, it gets a little bit more intense week in and week out. And this is no different. There's some tenseness in my body. Because trust me, I got some opportunities next week that may come if the Chiefs win. I'll tell you about them later when I can if they happen. They're going to happen, it's just how it's going to happen. You want to stay locked into your TV. That's the only tease I'll give away. 
And the other thing about it is that Trevor Lawrence has no idea what he's about to walk into. This is classic playoff Chiefs fashion. It is cold. It is loud. And it's Kansas City. And you've seen the videos of everybody sitting outside since 8.30 p.m. last night. Ready to get in there today. Ready to crack a cold one. Ready to have some fun. Grill a dog. Open up a bag of chips. Hopefully it's the purple bag of Doritos chili lime, the goat. And to get to go watch the next great. Win today, we can talk dynasties next week. Win today, we can talk fifth straight AFC championship game. Win today, you've elevated yourself into a class above everybody else. That, my friends, are facts. And as I give my score prediction, 31-17, Chiefs. That's what I truly believe is the outcome of today's game. I think the Chiefs got this one today, folks. The cover, the spread now is nine and a half. I got it at nine. Look for a magical moment today from Mahomes. I think it happens. Look for Canarius Tony to be that dude today. I think it happens. And Travis Kelsey gets 100 yards, and he's tied with Jerry Rice all time for most receiving 100-yard games in the playoffs in the NFL's history. 99, he passes Gronk for the most in tight end history in the playoffs. It's a special day in Kansas City. It's the greatest weekend in football. Thanks to Blair. Thanks to Big T. Thanks to Josh Klingler. Thanks to the text line. Thanks to all of you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Let's hope we have the same energy. No somber moods tomorrow. Pure joy, pure fun. Be safe at the game. And as always, go out there, people, and do something nice for somebody like Blair did for me. Go do something nice in this world. This world could definitely use it. I'm out. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.